that the noise? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah, all the World Cup to energy or something. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm on. I'm on a low at the minute. I'll. I'll build back up. Yeah, because you just did uh, Mai Tai. Yes. Which is the uh, Thailand version of the Karate Kid. Where, like, instead they, they looked at the crane kick and they were like, fuck the feet. Yeah. Let's just, he'll just leap forward at that moment. And yeah. And with the knee. It's called, like, the, the, the I, I think it translates as, like, the dance of eight limbs or something like that. <laughs> but it only uses four. Well, it's four, <laughs> but they class, like, your two knees and two elbows as well, so... They're not separate limbs, but I guess... <laughs> the spider fight yeah. style. It's so not yeah. a spider, though. Ah, well, technically, because of the hinges and everything. <laughs> yeah. You're not a spider, all right? No matter how much you want to be a spider. Dave, listen. Yeah. But we're like, oh, see how it goes. This is the first podcast we've recorded on this one, where it's been like after exercise. Like yeah. We've tried a, a podcast before after exercise, and we just ended up cooking nachos. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Was that a while ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we were like, uh, we played basketball, I think, for like an hour with uh, <laughs> you, me, you, me, and John. Idea. Yeah. And then we're like, right, now we'll podcast. No notes, no prepared. Yeah. And it was just like scrolling through the news, like, uh, what about Angelina Jolie? I don't know. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> see how it went. But no, yeah, so see so yeah, whether your energy's on a high or if it's on a low or if it's a ramp or yeah. if you're just going to. No, it's right. to, to be start fair, and, like, we ended with like pad work. And the mm. guy that was working with me was, like, fucking massive compared to me. And quite experienced. Um, <laughs> and you didn't and, like your face. And I didn't know how to hold pads. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll just hold them, like, weakly in front of my face. Yeah. <laughs> see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit myself quite a lot. Like, right. Create yourself, create yourself, but with your knees. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, but it was good. But because you end on that, it's like, yeah, I'm knackered, but it's a bit of an adrenaline kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it comes with the experience. That's what, like, uh, the first time you're starting to do those kind of... Ex- the first time you're doing strenuous exercise, your body wants to go, oh, God, no. Yeah. And then once you get into the rhythm of it, your body's like, oh, it gives me energy. So, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I think if I hadn't been running for a while, I'd probably be like, no, fuck this, I'm going home. But, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I can deal with it now, I think. Yeah, I think I did a kickboxing thing a long time ago. Mm. And yeah, this the warm up. I was like, no, can't do, can't do jumps. Yeah. Burpees. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it. It's like, okay, right now, here's your skipping ropes again for the second week. And I was like, why well, didn't I practice? I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> so I was like, with a rope and everyone else is like, nah, 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 like doing like really well at it. I'm just like, <gasps> like just swinging it really fucking slowly and jumping eight feet in the air every time I do it. <laughs> Like it, just like a donkey jumping fences, it just does not look attractive. <laughs> <laughs> and then Fair it's enough. like, uh, and he's like, okay, you can do 10 press-ups, 10 sit-ups, 10 star jumps, and uh, 10 squats. And uh, I'll just tell you when to stop. And he left the room. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going uh, for all eternity, and I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll fold it in. <laughs> I'm going home for my tea. <laughs> it's a Mai Tai move, don't worry. It's, like, it's all Mai Tai. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, no, it was fucking awesome. It was like second week and it was like tons of stuff. It's like, okay, like now do like this combo. And it's like elbow, elbow, kick, punch, punch, kick, fucking like, and it just yeah, yeah. goes a bit mental. And he's like, all right, um, just, just do some of it. Like, all right, <laughs> fair enough. And he was just like, just helping with like, it, it's just like, you've got to kind of like throw yourself into the deep end of it mm. because otherwise you're just going to stop giving a shit. If you just, if he just, if he just gives you like one thing, it's like, okay, now practice a punch. 
Yeah, yeah. You're just going to get bored shitless. It's like it's better to kind of overwhelm you and make sure you're interested. And then you can like refine it as you go along. Well, I don't know if it's the martial art or if it's just the gyms that I kind of saw people doing it. Because um, I, I was a member of like a really posh, expensive gym um, a long time ago. Um, but like they got the most support. Down in London town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where like the most Muay Thai classes would organize expeditions to Thailand for Muay Thai boxing training yeah. for like a month. And they'd be like, yeah, we're just going to go and train there for a month. You'll eat there, everything's the experience, but you'll train every day or whatever. Yeah. And then you'll come back. So I don't know whether it's like Muay Thai has just like got that kind of community aspect. It's Yeah, very much. So. Like I was, I've ridden into, into it a lot over the last week. And um, basically it comes down to you cannot complete your training without going to Thailand. All right. Like you you can like that's that's where the people who know everything are. Yeah. And they're not leaving because they're keeping it all in Thailand. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's like it's part of like a tradition thing. So you almost go on like a pilgrimage. Right, right. Training. So and then people like people go, go in they go like, oh, if I'm going because I'm really high up and I need my next highest bit, I might as well bring the whole class. Yeah, and, and they'll go. Yeah. For, they'll go for like some will go for like four months, a month, and like some will just will just go for like years. Yeah, and, and stay there. And it's like, okay, but if you're going to go there for years, you have to you you fight. Like yeah. that's that's how you make your way around there. Yeah, and it's the same as anything. It's like the 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 more you win, the higher your pay pay grade is. Uh, I was listening to an interview with with a like a. a I, I think he's. I think he's done UFC a couple of times or something like that. Um, but he was like um, the first thing that they ask you, that the people ask you, or the fighters ask you when they meet you in the gym for the first time, is how much do you get paid? Because that's like they're not bothered about your win loss record. It's like how much do you get paid? Because that um, is a, is an indicator of how many fights you've won like in a row. All right. Because okay. every every fight your pay packet goes up, and if you lose one, it significantly drops, and you have to build it back up again. So it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's just it's so much culture over there that's just like, uh, yeah, I, I get up, I train, and I fight. And like, that's, yeah. that's the norm. Well, I've heard of a few uh, UFC people who do go over there and do it. They did interviews with it on uh, Joe Rogan and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, saying how, yeah, similar kind of culture and how he would go out there and people would stay there and wouldn't come back and stuff like that. So it sounds mm. cool. Yeah. But uh, would you go to Thailand for like a month or something? Um, I mean, you've got fiance, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just trying to lose weight and uh... <laughs> I think uh, I, I think let's let's say it was one of the few things that I stuck with in my life <laughs> of the many things that I've tried um, if I was still doing this in like 10 years time then like yeah I consider that that sounds like pretty fucking awesome yeah to go, go for... away for a month it's a month's holiday yeah 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 just yeah just, I, I, I don't think I'd get... I'm gonna like get to the point and be like, yeah, I'm gonna dedicate my life to this. Oh no, yeah, I'm nearly thirty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Now's the time to start. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense on any level. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it'd be cool if I was still doing it in like maybe even like five years time. If I was still just doing to, it then. for a month to go and, and just live, and you'd probably you'd, you'd absorb a lot more Thailand yeah. culture than like yeah. visiting. I think there. you'd learn a lot more in like a month over there than you would in a year over here. Okay. Once cool. you're at that level, yeah, yeah. At this level, there's fucking pointless. Nah, I think it'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Steve. Like, and that's where the conversation is. <laughs> People just beat the shit out of you. Yeah, immediate <laughs> trial by fire. <laughs> so trial fire. by flaming elbows. Fight this fire. <laughs> so you do. Uh, yeah, fair play. So yeah, let's uh, let's see what's uh, happened uh, this week. 
You seen much been going on? Uh, no, I've been... Uh, we, we've delayed for a week because I've been laid up with a cold. Yeah, we should mention that I had some health issues last week and you had some health issues last week and mm. it was kind of... And then, yeah, we're yeah. here now. We will, I think we have to make up for it at some point just for our own thing, but I think there should be no rush. It's just like if we get an idea to do something twice in a week, yeah. we can be like, right, this will be the makeup for then. Yeah. So um, even if it's something unpodcasty, if it was say it was a video or something or an audio recording, sort of something else can be like, okay, well we've done two in one week. That's caught us up to to where we're going to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are a week uh, missing at the moment, but we'll make up for it. Um, just some weird news uh, that I've seen. Uh, there's a new study um, that shows that you don't need an egg to fertilize a sperm and create a baby. Is it the other way around? What, you don't need a sperm? No, no, now it's, they don't need an egg anymore. Now you can just... Oh. Apparently, I mean, people have been coming on skin for years. Yeah. Right, but now scientists start doing it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and apparently... previously, scientists never masturbated. Oh, no, I didn't think about that. I thought it was coming on someone's face. Oh, or, right, uh, okay. Coming on someone's back, you know. Oh, right, yeah. Grave, anything. That's, anything. that's more common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and apparently they've gotten, like, mice skin cells and, like, mice sperm cells. All right. <laughs> I didn't just fuck a bunch of mice. I thought, yeah, I thought it was just like a cage of mice, just a bunch of scientists just wanking over. <laughs> yeah, it's for science. Yeah. <laughs> just filling up the water bottle. Ah, uh, subject X is drowned again. <laughs> again, stop bringing him back to life. Nah, it makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like. Uh, so yeah they're taking instead of um, cloning which was the thing before they've now kind of started gestation or whatever it's called right um, with skin cells so like this means that um, the big thing it was advertised as as same sex um, male relationships can now have biologically created their own children by having the skin cells of one male and the sperm cells of another male um, which I guess is a target audience, but there's also meant to be for like endangered animals and stuff like that because yeah. you can use your own skin and your own sperm. Right. So like an animal can be forever itself. Is that, not, is that not a clone? No, I think a clone is they took some of its DNA individually and then grew that individual DNA. Right. I guess the difference here is it's taken two bits of DNA yeah. and like merged them. And then yeah, that's grown. I think that's, that must be the only difference, right? Okay, but uh, what? I, I'm I'm not a scientist, obviously. Right. Okay. But like, you. Sorry, I know this is news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, at what point does that does that not start mimicking like inbreeding? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It, it's it's well, it, you can imagine it would be good for one step to be like. Cause apparently, it just has your genes and the genes of your parents in it. Yeah. So it's not that warped. But you would, you're definitely not spreading the gene pool, are you? It's no. not ideal. I mean, people still want to have sex, I'm, I'm assuming, as, as long as people possibly that, can. Like, with, with, any, with any other kind of inbreeding, like, the genes start mutating and deforming, and it just gets all fucking weird. I don't know. Why? I didn't see that on Mythbusters. Uh, I was, didn't see that episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've definitely heard a rumour that that's definitely the... I just don't know how true it is. <laughs> must be. must be true. Yeah. Must be. All right. Yeah. Probably. All right. But yeah, there's definitely an inbreeding aspect of it, and you're not spreading spreading the genes we know is good mm. as much as possible. Diversify, yeah, so that your body, get, the next population gets stronger or whatever. Yeah. So, but the interesting I think, Phil, is what would you rather be? Would you rather be a clone, or would you rather be um, skin cum? You know, like 
what would you like? What would you rather be? You know, because some people I I saw, I saw clones as non people. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because of the sixth day, the like Arnold Schwarzenegger film. You're not a sheep. You're not a fucking person. <laughs> no matter how much you want to be, <laughs> I'm a sheep. You're not bicentennial man. <laughs> you never will be. <laughs> He's dead now. You can't do anything about it. Um, yeah, there's so I've always seen clones of different people, and I think it's because of an Arnold Schwarzenegger film where he. Is he gets himself cloned, and the only way you can tell if they're a clone is if they've got a dot underneath their eye. Which one's that? The Sixth Day. It's a great film. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it involves... The, I think the whole film was just brought about by Arnold Schwarzenegger saying in comment, I wonder if you could make a film where two clones and I'm fighting them, um, and then I turn to one and say, go fuck yourself, and I fuck one with the other one or something like that. <laughs> like the whole premise of the film. <laughs> just for that one punchline. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've always seen clones of different people. But I guess if someone was genetically... Me- like, um, uh, test tube babies, they're yeah. people. I mean, of clones, are clones people? It sounds like they should be. I but it also say- sounds like they should not be trusted. If you found out that um, your missus was a clone, right? would you be bothered? I- you, you would. <laughs> You, if you found out someone was a clone, I don't know why. It's all because of films. Yeah, all clones have turned against us at some point. I think you'd 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 want to meet the original, maybe the original. The, you'd, yeah, you'd want to you'd want to re- just see if it was better or worse. You'd be want like, to oh, visit yeah. the mothership and just kind of like yeah, weigh it up. <laughs> Pros and cons. What did she get that you don't have? What does she? What does she Oh, originally she was black. Oh no, yeah, good, good choice, good choice. Yeah. So glad I got the next model. Oh. <laughs> Great being white. <laughs> but it sounds, yeah. I guess if you're a clone, it's got to be the same as like being part of a, a race or like a ethnicity. Clones must be yeah. a different ethnicity once they come along. Clone lives matter. <laughs> Tokens <laughs> life matters. <laughs> Uh, but yes, yeah, so now um, apparently they're going to start making more people out of less people. Um, Always so good. S- Spice Girls will have to change their song from two to one to uh, one to skin or something. I don't know. <laughs> apparently, the f- whatever the fuck two, they're doing. Two, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, second story I found was, um, and it's happened before, but it's happened again, and it's Russia has banned porn. So oh. like they've banned Pornhub and YouPorn. Why? Because uh, they control information, and they just said like they disagree with this. <laughs> but um, it uh, went online and stuff. Apparently, they did it in September 2015, and uh, yeah, they've done it again. And people have started uh, complaining. Uh, one Russian citizen asked the agency to suggest an alternative, and uh, Russia replied. Russia said, "Dear Lyola, Lyolia, L Y O L Y A, Lyolia." As an alternative, you can meet someone in real life. <laughs> Which is to the point the most stereotypical Russian reply I think anyone could imagine. Um, the uh, the Loyola replied, asking um, why it couldn't come up with something new. The agency stated, "Is it possible to enter the same river twice?" <laughs> Which I'm sure has some meaning somewhere, but I don't know what it's got to do with porn. Uh, the philosophical remark drew further mockery. The original user, Lyolia, said if the site hadn't been blocked, then the agency could watch a few videos about 
um, entering a river twice on Pornhub. Um, you would know. You would know if you could enter a river twice if you watched Pornhub. Is basically what they were saying. Again, what? maybe the porn in Russia is different, but I've never fucked a river. But I do want to. If the <laughs> opportunity arises, <laughs> I would gladly fuck a river. <laughs> is that like a? Is it like a person named River or? I'm assuming they're just like referring to entering something twice, right? So uh, I'm assuming it's, it's a philosophical thing, isn't it? Do you if you if you walk through a river, do you can you ever walk through the same river twice because the water's already passed? Right. So no, I've got no idea what that has to do with porn. <laughs> <laughs> Is that? But like by that by that it'd be like if you've watched porn, then you've had sex. You can watch this video once. Yes. That's it. But you can never see it again. I don't know. Russia. It's an economy thing. Because then that way, they have to keep making more and more porn. Because every video can only be watched once. (laughs) And then they get rid of it. Kind of like sex. Yeah. You know, you can... So becoming a porn star in Russia, as bad as it was, has just gotten much worse. (laughs) (laughs) It can finish before you wanted it to finish. It can go on for way too long. (laughs) (laughs) But you get that experience once. (laughs) <laughs> and it carries on but yeah. Russia a bit weird uh, I, I um, sorry is there more to that one no no, no. there was um, there was something earlier on while you were on like website stuff being banned and shit um, back to North Korea oh, yeah. there's um, something like their, their DNS records get hacked and that's like um, it's like I think it's like .kp so like we got like .com .co.uk .kp and that's their national thing and that's all they've got they have they have 28 websites <laughs> in North Korea all of them propaganda websites except one which is just like what's Kim Jong-un doing now? <laughs> it's like his, his stalker has yeah. just managed to write a blog and yeah. people are kind of okay with it's it like, it's like Facebook but it's not it's just Kim book and it's just him <laughs> Kim's doing a great job isn't he? <laughs> yeah. like it yeah. like it <laughs> like or like uh <laughs> no indecision. <laughs> yeah. Who needs the internet? You know? So I was great. It's just just bizarre in the world. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, North Korea now boasts twenty eight websites. This year, there there might be a twenty ninth. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the rest of the world, yeah. I stumbled across a vacuum cleaner music album. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's a lot of websites. In the that was world. one of the best messages I've ever had from you. <laughs> that, well, it was just, like, I've listened, like, basically I was uh, just playing around on Spotify, and um, I can't remember how I got onto it, but it was very innocently. Um, I think I, I listen to white noise sometimes, because I hear it's quite good. So, like, uh, white noise just blocks out the rest of the noise and gets, like, a constant whizzing or bur- uh, yeah. buzzing. So, like, rain or, like, uh, water is good for, like, stress, like a Like a prenatal thing. Yeah, there's also like stuff from the womb. Yeah, mm. that's, that was it. So, yeah, I was listening to Rain because I quite like listening to Rain if I'm not listening to music. Mm. And then, um, yeah, got on to um, in utero sounds from like the womb, which I'm always just like, what the fuck does that sound like? And you're just like you're underwater, basically. Yeah. And then next to it, it was all it was in a playlist of baby things to play to your baby to help them sleep, and it was just like twenty tracks of vacuum cleaners, just <laughs> vacuuming. <laughs> which apparently helps people sleep yeah. I mean it really didn't help me sleep <laughs> like in any way it's because you've never heard it before Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no but like I, I get it though like when I was at uni um, and I did my washing every year 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I would just do it in like you know seven massive bin bags worth of um, stuff on mm. campus, and the sound of a washing machine going off, working in the distance while I'm laying on a sofa it puts me to sleep. So that mm. washing machine rhythm and the whir that comes with it, I find yeah. very puts me to sleep. Um, but vacuum, I mean, dogs hate vacuums. Like yeah. everyone hates, it's not a nice sound. It sounds like yeah. the demons yeah. of the world that dogs are trying to get away from us. But yeah. apparently people play it to their babies <laughs> instead of like lullabies. It's like, yeah. no, let's have, uh, let's have Dyson track through. <laughs> <laughs> let's make it sound like it's getting sucked to death. <laughs> That'll calm him down. Uh. Yeah, like, no, Jack, yeah, Jack hates the fucking vacuum cleaner. And I've never like, met a dog that doesn't. I've seen a video of a dog that loves it. We had an old Alsatian, and, like, and he was fine with it. And, like, you could just run it past him. You could fucking hoover under him while he was lying down, <laughs> and he just wouldn't give a shit. Jack can roll over, play dead, shake hands. He can jump and weave around your legs and shit. Cannot stop barking at the vacuum cleaner. It's so loud. Yeah. Like, it must it be bark so at the lawn, loud yeah, it's deeper, I guess. This is like it's a really, it's a really abrasive sound. Yeah, at least to us, anyway. Mm. So yeah, North Korea doesn't know what it's missing out on. Could be listening to vacuum cleaners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next story I found is really horrific, but I love the optimism of the victim. All right, right. So police in Ohio have shot and killed a 13-year-old boy who drew a weapon that turned out to be a BB gun. Oh, so, so police did nothing wrong. Like right. this kid drew a weapon. That right. looked like and a weapon. Didn't declare it in any Had way. Had a laser or... sight on it. Oh. <laughs> and uh, the police were responding because people had um, did they shoot reported kill, armed though? robbery. Yeah. The, what, did they shoot to kill, did you say? Yeah. Oh, uh, is it in the States? Yeah. So the they States. always shoot to kill. It was in the States. Whereas over here, you can kind of sh- you shoot to disarm, right? Oh, I don't know. But if you're in a no darkened idea. alley and you're chasing someone you, you think shoot. has a gun you'd and shoot. they draw a gun, you're like, yeah. you shoot them. Um, they were responding because um, people were reporting armed robbery um, by these kids. Like people were put and being mugged and said one of them had a gun. So they even thought these, and they gave chase and two of them, it was three people, two of them got away and uh, one of them they caught up with. And this kid decided to try using his BB gun. Why? Against the police officers. They have real guns. It was in his waistband and he just like, like, it's so disgusting, because obviously, like, a kid's been shot. Yeah. But just, there must have been a moment in that kid's mind where he went, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. And maybe it's a real gun now. Mm. My imagination, like, I watched Toy Story. I always knew my toys were alive. Maybe this gun's alive. <laughs> and I can get, shoot my way out and shoot these policemen. <laughs> just that realisation of, like... And it shoots that little yellow pellet, and you're like, "Oh no, <laughs> it's like a potato gun. <laughs> it's a Nerf gun. <laughs> no, and then just bang, 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 gets wasted. Just <laughs> playing a dodge for strings in the background while BBs just spill all over the floor. <laughs> uh, you shot multiple times. Suspect was called Tyree King. Um, was taken to a children's hospital where he died. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's his parents' fault for giving him such a stupid name. Oh, it's just, you know, don't tell your kids fairy tales. Pixar, hold off. Yeah. You know, you're giving kids 
in unusual beliefs about the world mm. that maybe a BB gun can defeat, you know, Colt 45s or something yeah. like that. So it's not really about that. It's just funny that the kid just decided to take... He didn't want to give up. He's like, I can do this. I can do this. There's a lot of self-belief. I mean, I played Call of Duty. When he full well, it's not a real gun. Yeah. Like, did, was he going to win on a bluff? Yeah, it's got a laser sight, so I can yeah. blind him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was... Like, he's, he's played games so much, he was trying to scroll through his weapons to get to his surrender. <laughs> so, like, he was playing his gun and putting it away. Just like, nope. <laughs> like, never, never draw a weapon on someone who's got a weapon drawn on you. Snap just... wallet. Banana. BB gun. <laughs> Semtex. I've got everything. Just scrolling through. Uh, and uh, lastly, um, this one really kind of needs a video, but the description of it, I think, is funny enough. Right. Um, according to local reports, the moon is loose in the Chinese city of Fuzhou, travelling down highways and rolling over cars and people. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Look out! It's the moon! <laughs> yeah, it's a great video, but it's basically like there was a typhoon or something, some big natural disaster, a big yeah. hurricane over the sea in China, ah! right? And it dislodged like an inflatable moon that was like... <laughs> That was obviously like part of a project somewhere, and it was like made of uh, like squishy material. Yeah. So it would roll similar to a balloon, but with more give. Yeah. So it would roll like a deflated football. Is how yeah. it, how it would roll. But I just love like someone just sat in traffic, just <laughs> waiting for the bus. <laughs> Be like, this weather's pretty bad, <laughs> and then just sees the moon coming down the road. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger temple of doom. (laughs) It's like, I knew that the moon had something to do with the tides. (laughs) This must be fucking everything up. Look at these water bottles and see if it changes direction. (laughs) To call in sick to work. I'm calling in sick to work on this one. (laughs) How was your trip to work? I got hit by the moon. Oh, bloody moons. Oh, he's holding up the traffic. <laughs> Fucking orbit. It messed up. Use the crossing! <laughs> Wasn't even the right lane. Didn't indicate. Didn't indicate anywhere. Uh, a city trader. This is kind of horrific. Actually, it's just horrific. A city trader has uh, denied raping a young woman after a cocaine and champagne fueled office party, saying that she, uh, he thought she was crying because of the size of his penis. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I knew she was crying, but I thought she was crying in a complimentary way. Yeah. <laughs> it was just... Uh, what, uh, what a stupid confession. <laughs> what a stupid, uh, horrible fucking guy. Fucking awful. Um... Daniel Green allegedly attacked the woman in her 20s after she curled up to sleep under a desk uh, in the early hours. So they'd all been, like, drinking and partying in the office. I think it's a stockbroker's broker's right. place. So everybody was fucking coked up to the balls and fucking everything. But don't go under the desk. Like, you've got a desk to sleep on the desk. Yeah, <laughs> maybe so. Uh, giving evidence at the Old Bailey, Green said uh, that he had trouble having sex with women because of the size of his manhood which would sometimes sometimes cause them pain. 
Green told jurors that he'd met up with a woman who cannot be identified during after-work drinks, which went on to the stockbroker's office near Monument. Whatever the fuck that is. It's somewhere in somewhere yeah, in London. London, I think. Yeah, yeah? Monument's London. All right. Um, went into a nearby room to find a mobile phone charger and got into a conversation with a woman about her work, a normal conversation that you would have with anyone. Uh, he went on... Um, when you're talking to someone, you notice glances, you've got eye contact, you don't say anything, you might smile. I leaned in for a kiss and we had a snog. Uh, while still kissing, he stripped to just his socks while unclipping her bra with one hand and helping her out of her black leggings, he said. Uh, what, what kind of weird boast is that? It's fucking odd. <laughs> well, first of all, I got <laughs> naked, kept my socks on. It's good. <laughs> then I took a bra off, one-handed. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just like that. That's a weird amount of detail you going into about a crying woman. No, but it's a weird thing to start off by saying. All the women I have sex with end up crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. He tried to have sex with her in the spooning position, but it was awkward. So they turned around to face each other. She sa- he said. Uh, Green told the court. I looked up. I see a tear on her face. So I sat back and I said, "Fuck, are you crying?" Uh, she replied, "Can you?" Please, can you uh, leave, please? Just go. Um, like, <laughs> the defendant said his penis was ten inches long and around four inches in girth, demonstrating for the jury with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's not charades! <laughs> How patronising can you be to a jury? <laughs> uh, oh, one it's... word, sounds like. <laughs> yeah, big, uh... <laughs> like a builder. <laughs> got, got out of level. It's, just, it's, oh. it's a bit of a dip uh, over here, but it kind of straightens out towards you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Green denied the woman's evidence that she'd tried to crawl away from him and he dragged her back and raped her under the desk. Just... <laughs> ugh. Um, Jeez. It's a very Zap Brannigan-esque defence for raping somebody. <laughs> Sometimes women just cry because my penis is so huge. To be fair, um, when having sex people cry uh, could be uh, completely unrelated to the actual everything that's going on yeah usually most people who have stooped low enough to have sex with me are usually crying <laughs> <laughs> but they tell me why during yeah. they're just like why 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 yeah <laughs> like it's it's like everyone's told him that just to make him feel better uh, oh it's uh, it's because your dick's so big uh, <laughs> Probably true. It's a good one, like Jim Norton. Or he's just really bad at reading sarcasm. <laughs> well, Jim Norton's got a bit he did about um, how he doesn't understand how women have problems shaking off exes or like having bad breakups. Because all you need to say is, "Look, I'm going to have to break up with you, Kevin." You know, he goes, "Why? Because your dick just destroys me, and I can't take it anymore." Yeah, like every man and Jim Norton's got every bloke would just be like, "Okay, okay, yeah, I understand." <laughs> I totally get it. Fine, you can go go on your way. <laughs> yeah, you can't feel bad about that, really. It's like I'm sorry to put you in that position, but uh, oh, God, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'll walk away. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta love the confidence of him saying that. Yeah, women usually cry when they have sex yeah. with him. <laughs> it's like we we you know you're arrested, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know this is real. <laughs> oh no I've got loads more victims I mean this is just another victim right <laughs> hey, hey I told him I, t- I told him it's because my dick was so big <laughs> <laughs> yay big
yeah, yeah. Just like, yay. Uh, all right, uh, this guy's a bit of a lad. Uh, Florida suspect uses his own wanted poster as a Facebook profile picture. <laughs> He's a proud man. Yeah. Uh, police searching for a Florida man in connection to a battery case uh, discovered that he was... Uh, that doesn't make him a lad. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's not a lad thing. That's, just, uh, that's what I said before. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's better than rape. Still not great. <laughs> it's the grey area. Of- <laughs> Was it an actual battery, or did you just have, like, yeah. a voltage problems? Battery from the outside, as opposed to someone with a massive dick <laughs> battering from the inside. Um, uh, connection to a battery case, discovered that he was uh, using a, his wanted poster and mugshot from a previous case for his Facebook profile picture. <laughs> Not like the current Four and a half. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, it's uh, one of my greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> This is when I was really rocking Great the handlebar really Or choice of language. <laughs> Battery case. Yeah. Uh, Facebook's a great way to communicate and connect with old friends and family. Uh, Captain Brian Bossio, I think that's his name, uh, wrote in a post on the Stuart Police Department's Facebook page, if you're wanted by the police, it's probably not a good idea to use the wanted of the week poster of yourself <laughs> as your profile picture. I like that the police department's got like... <laughs> Who's hot this week? (laughs) Today we're going about battery. (laughs) This guy hits someone with an actual battery. He's number one. Here's Captain Bossio's top ten. (laughs) Tomorrow we're going into murder by arson. (laughs) Stay tuned. Uh, uh, Police responded to a call late on Monday night about an alleged battery at a house in Stewart, Florida... Uh, Bossio told ABC News Today. Although the suspect had fled the scene, the alleged victim uh, identified uh, Mac, Year- Mac Yearwood, 42, that's the, the Facebook guy, right. uh, as a suspect, uh, and gave the officer an address where Yearwood was staying. Uh, the officer passed information along to his colleagues working the next day. Police said Yearwood was sleeping in his brother's home uh, when officers arrived and asked an officer, <laughs> asked an officer to hand him his pants. <laughs> You wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, once poster, um, yeah, he uh, slept at his brother's place. Police found him there, come to get him. As the officer handed him his pants, a bag of weed fell out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a, a trouser pants. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. <It's> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is like a comedy of errors. I'm just, just one misguided bit of arrogance. <laughs> it's like one or two years of his life just fell out of his pocket. Yeah, it's like at what point in this whole story does the curb your enthusiasm theme kick in? <laughs> uh, you would ask the police not to charge him for that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, yeah. I mean, really, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's unclear whether he's obtained a lawyer. Like, <laughs> scene end. You gotta try. You got. You have to yeah. try. In that situation, you just be like, "All right, uh, fa- look, everything else, yeah, yeah, fair cop." But hit her. yeah, that's me. Uh, but come on, <laughs> I'll give you some. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair play. Yeah. Um. Oh, back. To, I don't know why there's so much fucking North Korea. 
stuff at the minute. <laughs> Considering they've only got 28 websites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, North Korea bans sarcasm because Kim Jong-un fears that people only agree with him, ironically. <laughs> Fucking hate irony. <laughs> I want to ban it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Uh, it's forbidden people from making sarcastic comments about Kim Jong-un or his totalitarian regime in their everyday <laughs> conversations. <laughs> Never brought up a totalitarian regime in my everyday conversation. I mean, I, well, I've, I've been like bastard Tories and whatever, but like, <laughs> I've, never, I've never had to go that far. Uh, even in direct... Criticism of the authoritarian government has been banned, Asian media reported. Residents were warned against criticising the state in a series of mass meetings held by the functionaries across the country. The main point of the lecture was, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> That's a good lecture. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> Nobody say anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, they couldn't just do it in a broadcast. They had to do it in lectures with, like, just fill the halls with the public and, like, look, shut up. <laughs> All right. Um, officials told people that sarcastic expressions such as this is all America's fault would also constitute as unacceptable criticism of the regime because you're saying criticizing another country is yeah, criticizing because, your country yeah because you're saying there's something wrong what's America's fault <laughs> <laughs> uh, it kind of makes you want to go there <laughs> just to, like if you what was that weird show where that kid flew around in an invisible conquer Oh, Aquila. I fucking loved it. Uh, Aquila. Aquila. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if you could do that and just go to North Korea and just watch people try and figure out if they're being sarcastic or not. Yeah. Ironically. <laughs> and then just see what the fuck goes on. What is, what is going on? 28 websites. It's, yeah, it's, I guess like from this side looking in, because we've gotten used to this, all the freedoms of the West and everything, like it's, it's fucking bizarre. Yeah. I don't think... I I can't... It's one of those things where it's like... They haven't done anything so horrific to anyone else that anyone's really going to go after them. So I can't see the regime collapsing without, like, mass revolt from the from the general public that already yeah. live there. But they're all in prison. So... <laughs> <laughs> how do you do that? Just got to watch it and see if you can figure... Eventually we'll be able to see more and more of what happens... And it'll be done like uh, the new type, the new season of Big Brother. We'll just be like just watching North Korea, waiting to see who gets vote, who gets thrown out of a window or shot out of a cannon or shot with an anti-aircraft gun next. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's like a nation. It 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 it's as though a circus was a nation. Like <laughs> yeah. the the yeah, it's like you want to be entertained. Go and see what the fuck they're doing in North Korea. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, the human suffering season! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what what horrific things can they come up with next? <laughs> like horrific, but kind of funny <laughs> from an outside perspective because it's just so fucking weird. Yeah. Like just just being shot with an anti aircraft gun that <laughs> alone was fucking mental. Yeah, without everything fucking else. North Korea. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, it's the last one, and it's uh, on, on a brighter note, from the Brighton Bulletin. Um, uh, the the I three sixty is like a big. It's it's almost like it's, it's a big tower thingy. Okay. With um, it's almost like uh, you know, like the Millennium Eye. Yep. 
You know, like those big rotating restaurants and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those, but it's only got seats, and it goes up, uh, like, so you can see the whole of Brighton, and then comes back down again. Oh, and it lasts like half an hour. Um, uh, 76 passengers demand refund after hungover man's flatulence results in ride from hell. Ride from hell? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, it's called the I-360. Brighton's I-360 is facing yet more problems today as over 70 passengers demanded their money back after they were forced to endure 20 minutes in the enclosed pod with a man with severe and nauseating windbreaking tendencies. Uh, in, a, in a week that's seen the newly opened ride get stuck in the air and subsequently stay close for two days. I don't know if they, they didn't go into detail as to whether they left people on it for two days or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be hilarious. Um, this new incident could not have come at a worse time for the problem hit attraction. Passengers confronted staff and refused to leave the site until they were given compensation for their trip uh, uh, that was ruined by a man's constant dropping of his guts. Order was only restored after the disgruntled passengers were offered a voucher for another ride and a free drink. And of baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, bulletin, the bulletin managed to track down a man who subjected the passengers to the misery. Tracked but, him down. Yeah. <laughs> Hunted him. Yeah. Uh, the man from Croydon, uh, <laughs> who asked not to be named, uh, provided us the following statement. I would like to take this opportunity to apologise. <laughs> like a big public apology for saying something racist on them. Yeah. To so apologise to all the passengers who had to put up with my arse blasts. <laughs> oh, it's sarcastic now. He couldn't say this in North Korea. No. I will admit there were some real crowd splitters. Definitely the strongest I can ever remember doing. <laughs> me and my mates have been out for a curry and then down a brew dog for a skinful. Fuck me, that craft ale does not play havoc with your guts. Uh, next day, they were all in bed, hungover, but I didn't want to waste the day. So I thought, let's fuck it, Brighton. let's give this new tall thing a go. <laughs> well, this is pretty tall, go on this. Yeah. As soon as I stepped on, I knew I'd made a mistake. I tried to hold it in, but it was no good. I've, I was quite proud of the first couple. <laughs> <laughs> but when people started to notice, I did feel a bit bad, especially when the woman was sick. point i was uh, i was too far gone and i just couldn't stop them uh when it finally came back down i thought i was going to be lynched so i got out of there sharpish and pegged it back to my hotel i'm gutted i missed out on a free ride and drink to be fair <laughs> oh where's mine <laughs> what a refund <laughs> why because of me <laughs> yeah staff on the i360 spent an hour going around the attraction with glade air fresheners and it's now back open to the public didn't clean up the vomit no just, just a bit of glade just a guy's, guy's just a fucking legend <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. um about uh got a bit of a story about what i've been up to the last couple of weeks um like i say it might have this as like a separate thing or something brings everything down cool. but um yeah about five weeks ago i said on the podcast that i was depressed and decided to pursue medical help and that kind of thing yeah um so i've i started doing that at that point 
I've now been on antidepressants for like four weeks mm. and uh, been doing a bit of NHS stuff in between. Um, been watching a lot of Mythbusters as well because uh, there's nothing on telly and depression just makes you want to isolate yourself and learn about stupid science. Right. And I hate Mythbusters. Always have. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's arrogantly stupid like uh, QI or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, this like one of the fucking things they do on Mythbusters, they'd be like, they said... Um, well, you know the myth that a rolling stone gathers no moss? Well, we don't believe him. So we're going to construct a moss wheel and put <laughs> some rocks in it and spin it for six months to find out if, in fact, a rolling stone actually gathers moss. Who cares? <laughs> Who has time for this shit? It's a metaphor. It's something to give you a different perspective on life and let you interpret information in a new way. It's not actually... A, well, what matters is, is there actually moss on this rolling stone? Turns out there isn't. Turns out you should just trust the words from the past. I don't know whatever it's come from. But yeah, uh, the medication had a weird effect on me. It had a load of um, like random, usual medical side effects, like my sleep was messed up and uh, had weird dreams, that kind of shit. Um, but it also made my depression much worse. In what, and I, I, they never told me this. They just gave me this medication. We're like, right, I'll just try that for four weeks. But right. like weird depression symptoms that I've never experienced started to arise. Mm. So like um, before I was having a bit of a, a social reclusion, like I did feel less uh, motivated to go out and do things. Yeah. But now there was like added reasons not to, that my brain was just coming up with, with like paranoia. So like, I went to the doctor today and I was just sat in the, in the waiting room, just like having these paranoid thoughts about stuff that was going on in the room. I was, right. It's just like, and it's no reason. And I just go, it's just because of the medication. Mm. But the doctor said, um, yeah, you, well, the way antidepressants works is they make you really depressed. And then they start to, you know, as if to assert dominance. <laughs> <laughs> so they break you down. Yeah. And then they start to rebuild. They, they, yeah, the way you treat, like, the way horrible people treat partners. Right. You know, like, insult yeah. them, berate them, and then start to give them love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the way that I described my depression before as a medication was everything that I would do mentally, it would be like I was dragging an anchor or I was walking through thick mud. Um, so mentally thinking and trying to get myself to do something was very difficult because there was a lot of friction. But at the moment with the medication, it's almost as if there's no more walking with the anchor. It's just kind of wanting to sink with it. It's like really fuck. It's, right. it's so surreal. It's so... Like, it, you can feel a longing to just kind of, like, lay down and not do anything, mm. which is a common symptom, I've heard, but it wasn't something that I had. Yeah. Like, I would sleep too much and stuff like that, but now it was like, no, I just want to sink and um, engross myself in my own solitude, Yeah, which is, like, it's fucking weird yeah. thing to experience. Because, like, one of the weird, the, 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 the biggest concern, or something that I've always thought about is the... Um, consciously being aware that I that you know life can go in an infinite amount of directions so like you can come and be you can be a president you can be an axe-wielding maniac you can be this you can be that and if left unchecked people can probably take some pretty bad paths mm. so like I've got a lot of anger if I wasn't on top of my anger and I wasn't understanding it if I were just to let loose and be angry all the time it could probably go down quite a horrible route yeah so like if I was <clears> to go down this isolation and sinking anchor you know, as some people do. Mm. It's just like it's such a horrible vision to see. Of like in ten years, 
you'd just be basically what my conservatory looks like, just like <laughs> times a massive amount. Yeah. My conservatory is where I work and is pretty much just completely covered in horrible, horrible loneliness. I think it's probably the way to put it. Takeaway boxes and drinks and shit and like that mm. all over the place. Um, so yeah, the medication had a weird effect, but I also did something else. I went to a, um, a depression workshop, which is like, um, it's an NHS run thing. Uh, for anybody who has depression can ring up and like ask for help and guidance and you meet like once a week with like 11 other people and they talk you through things and it was the worst experience of my life (laughs) (laughs) it was so horrible because i went there to like with the open-mindedness of i want to you know i can go then go for help and people these people can help me and stuff like that but it was just like 11 depressed people just like being really depressed and these really upbeat lab coats like hey everybody how's it going right. brilliant why don't you write down some objectives what you want to do with your life and it was like loads of paperwork and stuff which you know it's methods that i've known of before like exercises yeah. to get your brain in gear yeah but being really patronizing right throughout the whole ordeal yeah um and i'm not averse to um um, social situations at all but like being around these like elderly and middle-aged people who mm. were just really sad in yeah. a room while these lab coats are trying to get people motivated and happy yeah um and they would actually um de- deliberately leave awkward silence uh, they'd ask a question to the group and nobody would respond because everyone's depressed <laughs> <laughs> yeah they'd be like so how is everybody and there'd be silence and there'd be silence for too long mm. and then eventually like someone would crack and be like oh yeah it's fine but because everyone's depressed and like they're more than depressed these people a lot of the people in the group have got a lot of other issues yeah um you don't know what's going to come out of their mouth no so <laughs> it's just all these crazy people just like waiting and the pressure building and building and building mm. until like an elderly woman just goes you know my children don't love me anymore and like they never visit and they just berate me when i'm there and i feel useless and pathetic and I don't know what life's going to do. And then just getting worse and worse and then bursting oh. into tears. And then be like, you know, I, you know, I, just, I get so alone, so I don't know who to talk to. And the lab coats, like, all they wanted out of this whole experience was to crack someone. Because then yeah. they just go like, um, well, we're covering that in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so this old woman is crying like directly across from me. Yeah. Being like, um, you know, people patronize me all the time. And then, like they're like, well, in two weeks' time, we can we can sort that out for you know. If you make, how about you stay afterwards, and one of us will talk to you. And then she like she's obviously on a roll because she's starting to open up. Yeah, she's like counselling. And like um, everyone in the around the table like doesn't know how to treat old. You know, is the stereotypical bad treatment of old people like going? Oh, she's upset. Yeah, she's right here and she's crying. (laughs) Yeah, And then she goes like, oh, you know, I'd really like to get a dog. I think a dog would really help me, you know, give me something to love and a, a relationship. And since my partner died, and one of the lab coats said, that sounds like a great idea, uh, whatever her name was. Um, you know, maybe we can talk about that after. And the other lab coat, like, grabbed her arm, the person who was speaking's arm, and said, no, no, because, you know, she might be dead soon. Like, she's quite old. I mean, you're quite old. So, like, uh, maybe, maybe you shouldn't do <laughs> And then uh, people in the group are saying, like, oh, you can look after my dog if you want, you know, in an attempt to be nice. But then yeah. also saying, but it's got terrible bowels. So, uh-huh. like, it's going, you, you know, you need loaded diapers and everything. So I think you might not want it, my dog at the moment. Yeah. And then, 
So as far as emotional support and expression comes, yeah, that was step one. Yeah. <laughs> step two, we started talking about, um, I, I missed the first week because I was depressed and couldn't be bothered. And I was like, oh, it's 9.30 in the morning. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So I missed the first session and uh, we recapped the first session in the second session. And they apparently said, right, go home and write about the reasons why you might be depressed, including any childhood stuff. <laughs> so, like, they picked on a woman and said, like, what, do you, what did you do? What did you write? Did you find it difficult? And she said, yeah, I did find it quite, quite, uh, quite difficult. All right, well, why don't you just tell all, everyone about it? And she starts and then starts becoming very emotional, starts mm. crying, runs out screaming. Oh. Nothing, no, nothing said. Like, right, okay, so we'll move on to the next bit. <laughs> Who wants a biscuit? <laughs> Bring out these biscuits. Give everyone a biscuit. Like, there you go. There you go. It's good biscuits, aren't they? Aren't biscuits good? Oh, yeah, it's good to have biscuits. Oh, <laughs> and then oh they go, my God. Now, we're going to do biscuit meditation. What? So, <laughs> so, don't eat the biscuits yet. I'm going to talk you through how to eat that biscuit. <laughs> Rage inside me is fucking building. <laughs> Don't like people crying. The gorillas are coming out. (laughs) Angry gorilla demons started a bubble when people are giving me biscuits. Um, Yeah, the patronising of giving people, giving sad people biscuits. (laughs) What a cookie! (laughs) Uh, One of them, and and the left one on the table where the woman ran out crying just in case she came back. Didn't want to miss out on a biscuit. So leave this one for our fallen brethren. (laughs) (laughs) She'll feel bad when she's in a cry and she comes back. Um, yeah, uh, and started talking through, it's called, uh, mindfulness and I've done it before yeah, in other yeah. things, uh, where it's basically, you just, um, really focus on the, um, um uh, taste that you're feeling or the, um, on, on, on your, on your senses is basically, it's awakening mm. your senses to focus more on listening to something, tasting something, touching something, giving all your attention to it. So it's basically, she was just talking us through eating a biscuit. Yeah. And being like, don't swallow it too soon. Let it wash around your mouth and all this kind of stuff. Um, when she starts doing that, another girl starts crying. Um, and she starts crying because she's having a lot of trouble sticking to her diet. Oh. Which is just like Brilliant. peer pressure to eat a biscuit. Brilliant. <laughs> so it's, Should they find this shit is. out before <laughs> they start doing this? Oh, God. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a mindfuck. It was such just like, I don't understand what's going on. Oh, just just have a biscuit. Yeah, just have just, another biscuit. Yeah. You know, you're crying, yeah, eat only, biscuit. It's only one. It's only, <laughs> it's only it's one. Only We've got another packet. Do you want a packet? Yeah. You know, and so, <laughs> so it's a really fucking weird experience. I don't know if I'm going to go back because I didn't really find much help. Um, but, um, yeah, they're going to talk. No, you see need see to report on this every week. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> I did start making notes throughout the whole throughout the thing and they give you like Emma, a, whatever helps you cope it's, uh, <laughs> it's all good well, it's just that it's that, that patronising tone and they were constantly nodding their head <laughs> yeah. in that if you nod at people enough it'll cure yeah. their depression yeah <laughs> kind of show way. them the approval they don't have in the rest of their <laughs> life force feed them biscuits yeah um, so yeah it was a real experience but my favourite part was at the end um I left and uh, there was a car park next to it. It was a pay and display car park. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be nice because I, I think my ticket's still got like, time on it and whatever. I'll yeah. give it to someone. Tried to give it to one person. And they'd already put money in the machine. Oh, well, mm. it was one of those days. Yeah. But as I was dry, as I was leaving, someone came in and I gave it to them. Mm. Um, 
And they're like, oh, brilliant, yeah, thanks, brilliant. No worries, you know, he, he, you know, it helps everybody out, and I drove off. And then I realised, it expired. Oh. So, like, <laughs> I just love that somebody drove into a car park and a great Samaritan opened his door cheerfully and innocently was like, here you go, you can take mine, don't worry. Let's <laughs> save the world together. And then looked at it and been like, what a dick, you've just given me his rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Loved all the way home. <laughs> that one exchange did more than the class <laughs> yeah. in its entirety. Was the darkness of the room, yeah. you know, talking about all the shit, and then, yeah, just left and gave someone a big fuck you without knowing. <laughs> he must have had to double take. He must have been like, no, what? What time is it? It's expired. It's in the mirror, and you're just like, <laughs> driving up with your finger in the air. So, yeah, it's been a weird week. Um, but creativity-wise, um, we messed up with not doing it last week, but there were reasons, but we'll, in the future, mm. try and sort that out. Um, did I notice you didn't um, get your I video I didn't up? get anything done this week. Illness no, and my, stuff like that. Like my, yeah, my voice was shot. It was like, well, I can try, but I've essentially got, like, two run-throughs at this, and if I don't get it, I'm just going to get frustrated and just fucking leave it. So it's just best <laughs> to just not... Yeah, I've got no voice at the minute. Yeah. I managed to do um, an edit, um, but still need to do the back catalogue. But yeah, I set aside that the last two, three weeks to doing a load of edits. But I think I genuinely think the depression medication just zapped me completely of everything. Um, So I wasn't able to do that. But I'm starting to feel a bit more motivated towards doing stuff. So I'm hoping it's uh, just trying to knock knock them all down and then eventually catch up. Yeah. Um, so I think to keep things simple next week, I think we do need to get back up to the level that we were on. Yeah. So yeah, doing the weekly stuff and doing this again next week. Yeah. And getting able to do it, make it nice and easy for this week as recovering from illnesses. Yeah. 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 yeah, You're good. Yeah. All good for me, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that was what, what the fuck are we called? Pulling teeth. Pulling teeth. Yeah. Working title, but still, it's an idea. It'll work. For more episodes, the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio. And remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter, at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive, or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at PullingTeeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week. <laughs>